Welcome to the Write Something Worthy podcast, where we teach emerging authors how to ditch the fear, confusion, and overwhelm of writing a bestseller-worthy non-fiction book. And now, your host, Tonya Brockett. Welcome back to the Write Something Worthy podcast. I am indeed your host, Tonya Brockett, and I'm so grateful that you're here with me today. You know, this week I was reminded of how important it is to believe in your own ability to make something happen, whatever it is. I've been quoted as saying, if you can't see it, you can't be it. If you cannot see yourself as a successful author, for example, the likelihood of becoming one is much slimmer. And by seeing it, I mean that if you were to close your eyes and visualize what you want to have happen in this area of your life, and instead of seeing yourself succeeding, all you see is failure, it's going to be very hard to convince yourself that you can achieve that goal otherwise. You want to be able to close your eyes and visualize your own success. I often hear quotes like, you become what you believe. And it's very accurate in in this case. That's one of the reasons why when I work with new authors, my work often begins with their mindset. What do you want to accomplish with your book? And do you believe it's even possible for you? Because if you don't, we need to shift that. And if you don't know what you want, We have to clarify that. I want to play an excerpt of a training program called Mindset of a Bestseller because it addresses some of the thoughts that I want to share with you. And I might as well let it tell you rather than me. This is from part one of a three-part program. In the first publishing workshop I ever attended, The instructor had us create a mock-up of what our book would look like. You know, we were given several sheets of paper, blank paper, letter-sized paper that we would fold in half. And then on the front cover, we wrote a proposed title of our book. On the back cover, we put a block where our ISBN barcode would be. And on the inside pages, we added front matter, including a table of contents page, things like that, so that we can kind of get a feel for it. We didn't really have information for those pages, but we set up a model of what our book would look like. This helped us to see it so we could believe it. It was the beginning of creating a publishing vision that would soon become our reality. Our reality, that's what we were looking for. Something that would make it real to us. If you've ever read my client Joe Vitale's book, The Miracle, you know that you can create what you put your energy and focus on. And your beliefs determine where that focus goes. So much of our mental programming comes from experiences that we've had in childhood. We attach meaning to it at that time and store it away, kind of like our note to self. And then whenever a situation arises that fits that programming, we invoke it or act on it even if we consciously think something to the contrary. Our beliefs drive our behavior more than our conscious mind does. For example, 
If you believe that you're a horrible writer because your fourth grade English teacher told you so, you may stumble over writing all your life because you're operating on that belief. Transformational speaker and author Lisa Nichols tells a story like this. She says her English teacher returned a paper with a bad grade or something like that and and told her that she would never be a good writer. Go do something else, girl, because you can't write. Can you imagine how a young, impressionable mind absorbs and believes this lie? Were you ever told that you could or could not be or do what you wanted to? Were you just told what you won't be regardless? Did you have a dream as a youngster that an adult told you was stupid and not based in reality? Did they say, oh, that's nice, dear, and then proceed to tell you how the real world works? How did you respond at that time when those things happened? Often, we take on that statement, add emotion to it, and formulate a belief as if it were true, and then from then on, we act as if it is true. This often happens subconsciously. Um, If we were in Lisa's situation, we might start hating the essay portion of our SAT exams. We dread writing college papers. We don't send out family holiday cards with a letter inside. You know, that one comment, when internalized as a belief, can impact us throughout our lives. It may not be true, but because we believe it is, we act accordingly. Vitaly says that to shift this, you can decide whether something is a belief or a fact. And if it's only a belief, know that it can be changed. Again, using Lisa, she could ask if it is a fact that she cannot write and that she could choose a profession that doesn't use words. (laughs) Her answer was no. She said she could obviously write And with practice, you can learn to write even better. So that was just a belief. That was not a fact. So she can bust that belief and decide to believe something different. And this is where things can change. As Vitaly explains in his book, beliefs are just habituated thoughts and they can be changed. It's a good thing that Lisa Nichols turned her writing belief around because now she's a New York Times bestselling author. Take that, Miss English teacher. Now, I may have oversimplified it, I know, but I want you to get a hold of the concept that what you believe in and focus on is what you will attract into your life. This is so even if it is not true or is based on a misunderstanding or old misconception. For example, when I started out in the editorial services business more than a decade ago, I knew I was a good editor. I had provided that service in all of my positions in the corporate world, even though it wasn't my primary role. I was the editor of company newsletters, editor of international training materials, a writer of articles and manuals, and someone whose red pen was feared and always at the ready. (laughs) If you want it done right, send it to Tanya. If you don't want her to see it, get it out fast. So I believed in my ability to find errors in the simplest of text. What I was not confident in was the value of that editing skill when I started serving individual authors. 
I did my research when I launched Halogen Inc. So I knew that I could, what I could expect in terms of fees for services, but I didn't believe that people would pay me to edit their books. Well, guess what? They sometimes didn't. More than one author, author in my uh, early days stiffed me um, on their projects. So when I shifted my mindset and decided to believe that clients see my value and are willing to pay for it, I started attracting clients for which that was true. Non-paying clients fell away and appreciative clients who recognized the value of what I brought to their books took their place. Belief really matters. What do you believe about your ability to write, publish, and sell a quality nonfiction book? Hmm? I want you to think about that. What do you want to believe? I want you to spend a moment and write that down. So pause this audio, this program, and think about that for a minute. What do you believe about your ability to write, publish, and sell a quality nonfiction book? What do you believe about that? Pause and then come back to me. Write it down. Okay, now that you're back, I want you to write, now that you've written what you do believe now, I'd like you to write down what you want to or what you choose to believe. What do you want to be true for you? What do you really want to believe rather than what the current is? If your belief is positive and will support you in achieving your goal of writing and selling your nonfiction book, that's great. That's awesome. You are like halfway there. But if your belief isn't positive, then it's time to decide to act or think differently. So how are you going to act differently now? If you're a first-time author, there's no reason for you to know everything you need to know to write and publish a book, right? I have a lot of clients who on their first calls are like, I don't really know what to do and I'm not sure which way I should be going and They act as if they're supposed to already have all the answers. But the point is, that's what I'm here for. You've never done it before, so why should you know everything? But that doesn't mean that it's not possible. Because you have lots of people like me who are willing to help you and shorten your learning curve. So you have every reason to believe that despite the fact that you know nothing about publishing or know little about it or are not sure about it, doesn't mean that you cannot publish a quality nonfiction book that is worthy of you. Plus, I'm sure you've heard of other first-time authors who have published a book, right? You probably know some of them. So that right there is proof that it is possible for someone who has never written a book before to get it done. Thus, any belief to the contrary is just not true. It's not a fact. And if it is a belief, you know now that it can be changed. You must know that you're not alone in this process as well, right? 
because there are hundreds of thousands of new authors out there, people who are new to what they're doing. Why do you think people have coaches? You know, when you want to achieve something in a sport or in your career or in music or theater, you aren't expected to come out of the gate knowing all there is to know about it. Nor are you expected to be an expert without practice. Basketball legend LeBron James, oh, who my mother adores and supports wholeheartedly, by the way. Hey, if anybody listening knows LeBron, have him pay a visit to my mom. It would make her day. Heck, actually, it'll make her decade, probably her lifetime. Anyway, LeBron has lots of natural talent, right? But he still needs coaches to help him to perfect his craft and to learn the ins and outs of the game, including the mental game. There's a story in the mindset of a bestseller course about LeBron and the mental game coach that helped him to improve his three-pointers. So you have to listen to that uh, in part three of that course. What it points out, though, is that we bring about what we think about with the intensity of feeling and a belief that it is within the realm of possibility for us. And one way to make that real for you is to visualize yourself attaining whatever goal you have set for yourself. So if that vision includes being a best-selling author, you can make that happen. And if you think that visualization doesn't work, or it isn't possible, or that it's silly, you know, just go ask the top athletes or performers whether they visualize their performances before they do it. Ask them if they see themselves succeeding before success becomes real for them. Ask them if they make that three-pointer in their mind before they ever make it on the court. You may be surprised. And if you think conjuring mental pictures in your mind doesn't lead to a physical manifestation, just think about inventions like the cell phone or electric cars or space shuttles or the video phones from the Jetsons cartoon back in the 60s. All of those things were first thoughts in someone's imagination that consistently thought upon with intensity and a belief that something could come of it, made it so. Those are our reality now, and they were once just thoughts in someone's imagination. I love the Einstein quote that says, imagination is everything. It is the preview of life's coming attractions. We think it, and then we make it so. If you can see it in your mind, you can be it in your life. And that includes being an awesome and abundant author. Earl Nightingale said, Whatever we plant in our subconscious mind and nourish with repetition and emotion will one day become reality. That's why it's so important to see yourself as an author of influence, whatever that means for you. Do you want to write a book that impacts millions? Many authors before you have done just that. So we know it's possible. Why not you? The late uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, 
who is an internationally renowned author and self-development speaker, he said that he imagined that his books were written, selling, and being well-received. And he even went as far as to create a cover for his new book so that he could see it each day as he sat down to write. So then, the book's creation was a foregone conclusion. He had only yet to make it sell. And one of my clients used Wayne Dyer's approach during her book project. She wanted to get a six-figure book deal with a major New York publisher. Mind you, she came to me with a kitchen sink outline full of enough content to write three books, but she still had that vision of her big deal. She created a mock-up of her book cover, wrapped it around another book from her shelf, and set her new bestseller on her desk so that she could see it every day. Guess what? She landed an agent who created a bidding war between publishers and she received a six-figure book deal from one of the top publishers in the country. She also hit a Best Books of 2020 list with her book. She believed it was possible and she acted on that belief until it became her reality. So you can create whatever experience that you want but you have to set your mind to it and believe that it's possible for you. In Jack Canfield's Success Principles workbook that he published last year, he says that believing is a choice. You can choose to believe in the best for yourself or believe that nothing good ever happens for you. You can believe that you will write a page per day until your book is done, or you can believe that you're going to stare at a blank screen or page every day and that nothing will flow. The choice is yours. I choose to believe that I can help thousands of authors to share their messages with the world. I choose to believe that millions more pages of prose will be reviewed by me and my team, resulting in tens of thousands of people creating positive experiences in their lives. What do you choose to believe about yourself and your next book? Our abundant author affirmation this week shares one idea. It's created for those who need to decide to believe that their affirmation can become true for them. Structured this way, it kind of helps to curb the doubt and resistance from your conscious mind that says, no, you're not, or no, it ain't, <laughs> stuff like that. We don't need that doubt coming up in our minds. Okay, so it's time again for our abundant author affirmation. And remember that these are designed to give you something positive to think, speak, and feel over the coming week. So write it down if it resonates with you. Post it wherever you'll see it and say it throughout your day so that you can keep your subconscious mind aware of it. I choose to have the mindset of a bestseller. I choose to have the mindset of a bestseller.
And with that, we are complete. To take a deeper dive into the mindset of a bestseller, please visit our show notes at writesomethingworthy.com for the link to a course that'll help you with that. It comes with audios and uh, a detailed resource guide to deepen your experience. And write in the comments for this podcast what you choose to believe about your life or your upcoming results. What do you choose to believe you are capable of? Share that with me, will you? Thanks for listening today. I am believing the best for you. Until next time. Today's episode is brought to you by the Mindset of a Bestseller program. Do you want to write a book but feel anxious when you think about all that it will take to get it published? Do you sometimes doubt that your book will be good enough to gain attention in your market? Are you afraid you won't make any sales? If any of these or similar thoughts haunt you as you sit down to write your book, enroll in the Mindset of a Bestseller program. It is designed to give you the confidence and belief that reaching your publishing goal is a real possibility. Go now to mindsetofabestseller.com and tap into the positive mental game designed to help you win. You've been listening to the Write Something Worthy podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or email us your feedback at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com and we'll catch you next Word Worthy Wednesday.